The following is a sponsored program on 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM. The views, information, or opinions expressed during this program are solely those of the individuals or participants involved and do not necessarily represent those of Braden Madison Broadcasting or its employees. 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM presents Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program each Sunday morning at 10 AM. Here's your host for Sumner County Spotlight, Jeff Shannon. Well, it's Sunday, and that means it's time for Sumner County Spotlight. I'm your host, Jeff Shannon. Welcome to our show uh, today. And we have uh, another guest in our studio, and I just was fascinated by the mission of this organization. And the organization's name is Community Child Care Services. They just are doing tremendous things. As a nonprofit, I said, well, who better to get in than Christine Poppendorf? She's sitting right here in front of me. She's she's staring at me because she just she just has so much information to get out. Christine, thanks so much for coming in. Oh, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So I, I guess um, let's give them some history. Let's tell them what Community Child Care Services is and how did you get here? Okay, we are a nonprofit child care, and the mission it was established like around 1987 by Miss Joe Kennedy, who is still actually calls me and gets involved when she can and the mission is to provide quality child care for those lower income families and sometimes it's for the families that are falling through the cracks it's kind of like they aren't really the low income but they can't really afford the full price either so what we do is we work on a sliding fee scale as well as take vouchers through the state so that many of our families who otherwise would not be able to afford care have a place to go and we tend to keep a waiting list, which is great, but that just shows that there's a huge need in the area. And what would those needs be? Needing a place that they know that their children are safe and that it's educational as well as providing, you know, anything that the children need. Like we go beyond just providing the child care itself. We have a resource center where the parents can come in if they say they're needing some food. They can just pick up food for free. We have people who donate food and we prefer non-perishable things. Okay. Some of the local churches like bring Thanksgiving baskets with turkeys and things in it so that the families can have a full Thanksgiving meal as well. They'll do that at Christmas. Clothing, anything like that. that there's an area that we've set aside and designed so that the parents don't necessarily have to say, hey, I don't really have food this week. Do you have something? Just go and get it. The kids know it's there as well. Shampoo, toothpaste, anything really. Because any amount of money we can save them on any level means that there's more money to go into the family and paying their bills and having electricity when they need it and the right amount of heat and things. So it's really beyond just the having a place for your children, although we do that and we I'm planning on having some parent trainings come okay, in the well, first that, of the year. Let me say that the fact you just said that blew my mind. That, my friends, is where we need the training, the parents, because there's no parent book to well they've people have tried to write write one but there's no manual on how to take care of kids you know having it adopted through the foster care system knowing what these children have gone through is well it it's pretty sad in a lot of cases the way that they've been treated through no fault of their own that they're in the system but the fact you have families that are really in need and they're sensing that need and you can provide a service to help train them and teach them some of the things that might make their life better kudos to you Yeah, I mean, we take the whole family approach, you know. We Mm -hmm. want to be there for everybody within that family. So if a parent comes in, if a child's having an issue, I mean, these are kids. They have 
very big emotions and they have the same traumas that adults have in their lives. They just don't know how to deal with it. Right. And like I tell adults all the time, I'm like, you've had 20 plus years to figure out how not to scream at somebody. Mm-hmm. Your child's had three. Yeah. But we expect the kids not to yell and scream at each other. Right. But it's like they've not had that experience. So right. trying to teach ways to do that a little differently, taking your breath, calming down, self-regulating their emotions. So sometimes that comes with also helping adults learn to do that mm-hmm. because kids are going to repeat what they see and hear, whether it's in their own family or they see it out in public somewhere. Now, you don't do all this yourself, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> I love doing it, but I don't do it all myself. Of course, my staff I work with very closely, and then I will hire people in. Okay, um, We've got a big training in February for the staff, and it is a company. It's Conscious Discipline, which is just really a really unique way at looking at discipline for children as far as realizing, validating their emotions, but teaching them ways to self-regulate, take that breath, calm themselves down, mm-hmm. and then what to do with it. Mm-hmm. I really work on telling children not to apologize for being angry apologize for what you did with it you can't control that you have the emotion you can control what you do with the exactly emotion. yeah so it's switching that brain thought just a little bit That's, i think a lot of adults need that training <laughs> there's a lot of people need that training. Yeah, my hand's going up i've i, I know you just you just kind of happens to it but you got to learn that yeah you do you have to just and it that's why we're starting very young I mean, if we can start now, then by the time they get to the school system, the public school system, maybe they've got those skills in place. Well, folks who listen to the show all the time know I was uh, ex-law enforcement, and we used to go into the schools. And you know, the sad thing uh, about this is you can walk, go around the classroom after interacting with these kids, and it's almost like you can tell he's going to be in jail, jail, jail. I mean, it just through no fault of their own, it's their upbringing that they've just learned from on a constant basis and it's drilled into their brain, you know, and I have to have teachers come up to me and said, well, you had to speak to Johnny there. He, you know, he stole pencils from my desk. Can you have a talk with him? You know, kind of thing. So it's, it's those kind of things that they're, they're learning and embedding in their brains that have to be changed. And the fact that you, you guys are offering that service is tremendous. We try our best. <laughs> that's all you can do. That's all, that's all we can do. So we do it. So with the staff that you have, Uh, What do you have them doing? What do I have the staff doing? (laughs) Well, the staff, they, of course, on a day-to-day basis, they're in the room. They're doing the normal. They're doing the circle time and stories and arts and crafts with the kids, gross motor, fine motor skills, all that. We are having parent conferences when needed. Um, Sometimes we're asking parents to come in. Sometimes they're wanting a conference. With those, depending on what, the reason for that conference is it's either one that I conduct with the parent one-on-one or the teacher's involved in. So if it's a classroom thing where the teacher needs her input, but if maybe the parent just has questions about, I feel that my child may have a delay and I can get input from the teachers, but lots of times I'll sit and talk with the parent on that and steer them in ways Mm -hmm. of resources that's out there for them. And then you do have a list of resources that you can, you can provide referrals for them. Yes, we do. That's great. Yeah. Sometimes, and sometimes that's me reaching out to the organizations and being like, I have this family, this is the insurance they have. They're really struggling to find a place that'll take this age. Here's what behaviors are going on and try to find the right place. Because a lot of our families 
are single parent families and they work and having that extra time to do that legwork is really difficult for them. I never want to send a family say that there's an issue without giving them a resource. Sure. Well, and they got to have that because they don't know where to turn in a lot of cases. Now, what are the age ranges that you're accepting here? Actually, six weeks to five years. Wow. We get to itty bitty. You say getting getting them young. That's (laughs) the best way to do it. We do. Wow. That's, That's incredible. Now, over the, you've, you've been involved with them how long now? I've been involved with community child care for a little over a year now. Okay. And where are you located? We are at 182 Executive Park Drive here in Hendersonville. Okay. And you do have a website. It's communitychildcarehville.org. Correct. And you can go there because there's, there's a place down there where you can donate. <laughs> they just love donations. And if you can help out, you have a food pantry. Right. So, and the, and you need items such as non-perishable canned goods, those kinds of things. Yeah, non-perishable canned goods. Not a know. lot of ramen. Oh, ramen doesn't ramen. go that well. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Yeah. So those kind of things, and they can just bring them right to your to your office. Yes. Okay. Correct. Is there a time that they can do it? Just anytime whenever that you're we're open. open okay. We've had people drop them on the weekend and. They're on the doorstep when we get in on Monday. Okay. Those things really do come in handy because, you know, you have some of these these families that are, are kind of hurting and are lacking in food. If you do have maybe a single mom, let's say, they might have to work two jobs just to afford things, especially with the rents they have these. Today's rents I mean, are astronomical. I don't know how they're doing it. Oh, yeah, they definitely are astronomical. And I don't really know how a lot of these folks are doing it, but you're there. I mean, you're, they have a resource that they can go to. And let me tell you, I, I've learned about so many nonprofits here in Sumner County that are incredible. You all get together and provide these resources to folks that are in need, and it's 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 just awesome. And I'm sure you collaborate with some of the other nonprofits, and you can point people in the right direction using that resource because you, you know what they, they offer, and you can direct them in the, in the right place. So people, if, if they are feeling like, I have nowhere to turn, call Christine. <laughs> yeah, we do. I mean, and we've taken phone calls from people who don't necessarily need our service, but after they tell me what they're looking for, I have no problem in sitting, and I've looked on Googled it and kind of found where they need to go. I know we've given several people information about their electricity assistance programs out there. So we try to make sure anything is posted for the families, free legal aid, things like that, so that if they need anything, they've got a place where they can go and look up at least a phone number because it's a little scary to go along. Oh, sure. You know, and try to make sure, like I was telling one parent just the other day, I said, you know, we're your safe place. There's no judgment here. There's nothing. You just tell me what you need and we're here to help you through it. Yeah, it is is a great service and you've been doing this a long time too so i mean gosh you've been uh, having experience in childcare for over 30 years and early development all those things are, are pretty important in what you do now it really is i mean we definitely this is my passion it's my love is to just be with the young ones and to help them develop the nonprofit side of course i've been at a little over a year so that was new mm-hmm. for me, but I've fallen in love with it, and it's mm-hmm. really cool. We are doing things that are unheard of in our field a lot. We actually, this past year, were able to give $25,000 in credit to families where they, so that was $25,000 families did not have to pay in childcare. Simply through grants and donations that we got, we were able to, we devised a way to where actually they paid, each month they paid like the first three weeks on time then we would credit the fourth week and we're able to do that again till the end of the year okay and then we have to get more money in order to continue that kind of thing so but giving it back to them that way as okay. well so it just asked a question that popped in my head so people drop kids off like a daycare i mean they have to be registered and okay. everything all right. but yeah so we're dropped off all right we're open 6 30 a.m to 6 p.m very so good okay 
Well, that's that's even better, I guess. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's one of the things I guess moms really stress out about the most. I've got to work. You know, it's it's there. They maybe and the sad thing, a lot of them don't have family here that can help out. So the fact that they they have you to help them out with is 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 pretty astronomical, and you're there to help them. I mean, that's that's pretty pretty great. But it's a great thing that you're doing. So when they when they're dropped off in the morning, I guess you have a whole curriculum and plan based upon each age group. We do. We use we use the base curriculum. We use a frog straight curriculum. So it's really very developmental. So what your infants are doing, of course, are not what your three and four year olds are doing. It is a kindergarten readiness. So we are going to get them ready for kindergarten to the best of our ability as mm-hmm. well. Realizing that getting ready for kindergarten is more than academics. So we try to make sure that it's not just the letters and the numbers, that it is the social emotional part of it as well, getting them to where they are ready to go and sit down and they're ready to follow directions. You probably have some pretty interesting stories with these little ones coming in. <laughs> I could I could write a book. <laughs> okay, let's go right now. <laughs> but yeah, little ones are just so fascinating and interesting to me because they're like we had talked earlier. They're like a sponge, and they just want to absorb all of this because it's all new, you know. And plus, in a different environment than being at home. Yeah, it's definitely new for them. And we learn as much from them. I mean, we really do. They come back sometimes and tell us things, and it's like, oh, yeah. (laughs) That is, you are right. That is silly for me to do that. We got a lot more to talk about. We're going to take a little break right here. We're talking with Christine Poppendorf of Community Child Care right here in Hendersonville. Their website is communitychildcarehville.org. They do have that website up there. Are you on Facebook as well? We are. Okay. And just search that term up there, and uh, they've got a cool logo. You'll see that and uh, pretty easy to find. So stick around. We got a lot more coming to you right here with Jeff Shannon on Sumner County Spotlight. Thanks for listening to Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program heard each and every Sunday right here on WHIN. Or you can listen on our podcast page at whinradio.com. If you'd like to become a sponsor of this program, reach out to me, Jeff Shannon, at jeff at whinradio.com. Well, here we are back with uh, Sumner County Spotlight, continuing our conversation with the Executive Director of Community Child Care Center right here in Hendersonville, and Christine Poppendorf. You know, on the other side, we were talking about all these uh, great things and how these kids just absorb everything. You recently, and you've said it's okay to talk about it, you went through a cancer about here uh, a little while ago. It was, you know, something how you used your situation to train these kids. And you got to tell some of these stories. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's incredible. Well, like, for instance, I did go through the cancer battle. I had surgery and chemo and radiation. And ended up losing all my hair. So the kids saw me losing hair. And it didn't come out like a little bit at a time. It was handfuls at a time. But they got to see me go through that process. And then one day they saw me come in with no hair on a Monday, which they were all like, where'd your hair go? And we (laughs) talked about that. They actually, every day they wanted to feel my head. And so I let them. had no problem with it. But they felt to see the growth. And it they actually celebrated every hair growth and you with let them me. you let them color your head yeah they painted Talk. it with oh. tempera paint we painted it wow. pink and purple and all different colors i know i was out in a restaurant one day and one of the little girls saw me with a hat on this was right after i'd lost the hair and she said why do you have on a hat are you afraid people will laugh at you i was like well yeah i kind of <laughs> am and she was like that's silly and so I took the hat off and, like, never put it back on. Right. Except when I got cold. But, I mean, I never mm. put it back on. I just went bald all the time. So it was really good that the kids got to see, and they got to see that I got really sick and weak. But mm. I did not miss work. So, therefore, they got to see the strength come back. 
And they're going through this with you. They did. They went through the whole thing with me. I mean, they were like, if I mentioned going to the doctor, they were like concerned. I thought you were done with the doctor. I thought you were well. The day that I had, well, I had my last chemo that Friday when I came in because I would have chemo on Thursday and then come in on Friday and work. They actually lined the hallways and the kids held up signs and cheered and everything. So it was really a cool experience, but it was also good for them to see you can get sick. And that doesn't mean... And they're watching out for you, too. Oh, they watched out all the time. They were like, can you do that? Can you do this? I mean, they were like very, very particular and careful about me. And they were like, can I hug you? Is it okay to hug you today? And they knew they weren't supposed to be in my face because, of course, Mm -hmm. my immunity was pretty much gone. So they were like, can I hug you? Can I give you a kiss today? So they always asked because they knew that there were times that it was not safe to do that. And these are three and four year olds that were just like, is it okay today? So they were very perceptive about that. So they did get to use it. I mean, that that lesson that they've learned through this, and they might very well be going this through with, with another relative, the fact that they've been through it, they're kind of learning from this experience uh, is very helpful. I mean, that's that's incredible. Yeah, it wasn't scary for them. I did let all the parents know that I was going to lose my hair, and I said, this is how I plan on explaining it, if there's a different way you want to, you know. Okay. But we need them to know that this is going to happen so that they're not scared. Yeah. But the whole point was I had to work, I wanted to work, and I wanted them not to be afraid of me because, let's face it, I had long, dark hair, and it was very thick, and then I had no hair. (laughs) It could be a little scary for kids. Yeah. But they really did an amazing job at just supporting me through it. No, incredible. So it's it's not just, you know, a daycare kind of situation. It's a total learning experience where they're learning life skills, they're learning socialization, which I think is very important, especially at the younger age and kindergartens and things like that. When they're getting ready to go into the school environment, it's good that they're learning how to react around other kids. They are, and it's kind of like when we get a child in that may have some special needs, you know, we will talk to them about that and tell them this is how their brain works. It works a little different. Then I know the other day, and I was asking some of them, what can we do to help this particular child? And they were coming up with all these ways of course their and their idea was to make a circle around this child so that they couldn't get hurt and although that sounded amazing and that was so sweet of them to think of I'm like okay but we need to find a way to where he still plays with everybody else and mm-hmm. we don't just you know and we talked about the goal is not to protect him to the point where he can't experience the stuff mm-hmm. but that's how perceptive they are and that's how caring the kids really are once you just sit down and explain to them here's what's going on sure and they're pretty honest about uh, saying things. They're very you know. honest about saying things. <laughs> and a lot of times, maybe not meant to be hurtful, but it's just how it comes out. Like, why are you sick? Yeah, they you definitely know. don't mean it in a bad way, mm-hmm. but they have no problem in telling you you don't look good today or <laughs> your hair's a mess today. They have no problem in telling you those things. Miss Chris, why are you wearing that outfit today? Oh, I've, my gosh. I think I've actually been hurt that before, so... <laughs> What are some of the other things that you're doing to helping the community? Well, we also, like for our particular families, we're doing the, we're adopting the families out for Christmas, the children. And I've got 110 kids and I've adopted all, I've adopted all but 25 out so far. And what does that mean? So that just means you, just like with the angel tree, you adopt a child 
and it's whatever your budget allows you to do you purchase and you bring in for that child and then you put it in a bag and non-wrapped and that way the parents can see and then they can put from santa from them however they want to put it under the tree but that allows the parents to have a little extra at christmas themselves then we're also taking new toys and on one saturday the 17th I'm going to open a room for a toy store for the parents. Of course, they're not purchasing anything. But they can come in without their kids and pick out new toys wow. for any age. So not just our age. They may have teenagers in that need it. Then we're also trying to collect enough adult items to where the kids can go and pick out an item for their guardians. And oh. we say guardians because a lot of our kids are with grandparents or great-grandparents or foster families. Well, it's great you're teaching them giving, not just receiving. Right. So they it's... can pick out and wrap it and then they have something to take and put under the tree very nice for them so how long have you been doing that is this the new thing or this is new the okay. angel adopting them out we did some last year and they've done it in years past um it's the first year i had experience doing that so this year i've done it a little differently and tweaked it <laughs> yeah hpd hendersville police department they're doing the santa cop again this right. year so they're collecting new toys and items and things like that and it's great how we just all come together to help you know, and you're out shopping, you just pick up a little like, something extra. And do you have a list of things that maybe you want to come in or just I whatever don't really people have want to? A list. Okay. It's whatever anybody wants. My thing is, I don't want anybody to feel they can't contribute. Okay. Because sometimes it's that person that may not have a lot themselves that wants to contribute something and they may only have one or two dollars to do it. Right. That's as important to us and as meaningful as the person who contributes hundreds of dollars. Right. You know, not everybody's going to give you a $1,000 PlayStation 5. No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> if they are, I can give you my address. <laughs> but, yeah, and, and it's, it, it doesn't matter what it is. I mean, just think of, you know, what these kids would need. And you're talking six weeks on up to five-year-olds. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah. there's tons of options for that. There are. And even I know one of the parents... I asked her what her needs were, and she listed things like pull-ups and diapers. Okay, you're asking for a Christmas list, and that's what they're giving you. That kind of shows that their needs are very basic. Yeah. These aren't families that are asking for the PlayStations right. and the bike. I mean, you, you always like those things, but it's like, no, there's other other things that come in more handy. Yeah, and even with our kids, sometimes they're giving. I've had a few of our families who are not in much better situation than others, but they're like, we want to give back. So they're bringing things in. Mm-hmm. They'll bring in a pack of diapers when they buy them and say, here, because we do provide diapers sometimes if a family needs it, and diaper wipes, and we provide their formula and stuff for them. Well, especially as uh, astronomical, these prices have gone through the roof with these things. And they're still saying, well, supply chain, you know, that kind of thing. But hopefully, even out here shortly, (laughs) let's hope. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. So being involved in the community, you know, helping all the, the, these families and helping the kids and things of, of that nature, do you have any special events you're, you're doing to, to raise funds? Right now, I don't have any scheduled. I'm okay. looking at trying to, in the, in the summer months, do a fundraiser. I would okay. love to do something that involves the music industry. Okay. I'm just in the planning stages because I've never planned a full-fledged fundraiser before, but I totally feel that the kids need to embrace our culture and music. Music is part of our culture. It totally in this area. is. Yeah. And we're right and in the middle of it right here. We are. And I think it's a shame that we don't use that enough mm-hmm. for these types of things. Looking at that, looking at how that kicks off for anything. So even if there's somebody who is like, hey, I'd like to help, but what they want to do is just help with the brainstorming. 
mm-hmm. and they have experience in that kind of thing, they can definitely give me a call because <laughs> that is not well, my strength. You know, any guidance. And, you know, the first guy that comes to mind is Tim Watson. Now, Tim is a legendary uh, fiddleist. Fiddle, he's called the Fiddle Man, and he's been on the Grand Ole Opry. He's, he's entertained and been uh, performing with umpteen you know celebrities you name it he's probably been on their album he lives right here in hendersonville and he is the funniest guy you ever want to met and he does a lot of things i've seen him go into schools where they'll go in and perform and he does all these bits and he is funny as all get out uh, so kids are very entertained i mean forget what genre it is it's just the entertainment value that the kids will lock into and he's one of those and uh, does an incredible job and there's a lot of you know celebrities that are, are really kind of giving and uh, musical artists that that like to give back and it's just, you know, getting those contacts and, you know, making something happen. Yeah, it really is. And anything that we do take in, it all goes back into the center, whether it's, like I said, where we gave the discounts to the families for their mm-hmm. child care. This past year, we put in new flooring, bought updated furniture for the classrooms, some of the things that we need to like updated computers and things. Mm-hmm. Um and then we were able to give staff bonuses because that's a huge thing is keeping your staff in place. Sure. And we're actually able to give them free. We're covering 100% of their costs for the staff for vision and dental insurance wow. next year. So there's lots of things, but it's all going back into the staff and the families. Mm-hmm. And so there's not like a lot of overage, like where's it going and this and that. Well, yeah, we, can, we, we keep a very tight list of showing you where it all goes. Yeah. And you know, a lot of people are concerned about that because there, there uh, have been some been organizations some. that have abused that and they're, 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 people are getting huge, huge salaries and, and people don't like that. You know, like it's going right back in and you're helping everybody. Yeah, we definitely put it back in and we do keep very tight records on that, but we have no problem in taking people around and showing them. We have no problem if somebody wanted to come by and see the center and just see what we do. Mm-hmm. Just call me and make an appointment. I am more than happy to show somebody no, around. That, that would be great. And your, your address again? 182 Executive Park Drive, Hendersonville. We're actually back behind McDonald's across from Park Place. And the police department. Mm-hmm. Next police to department's the police department right next to us. The senior yeah. center over there. Yes. Got to watch out for Julie White. <laughs> <laughs> She's my buddy. <laughs> she does some great things for seniors, and they're they're always uh, you know busy and, and trying to get things done. And the fact that you all are out there beating the pavement and helping the families and and providing a service, which I think is so vitally important, especially when you're talking about the single mom, single dads, and situation having to cope with all this, and it, it becomes rough. And you're you you guys are there for them. We are we do, we and we actually speaking of the senior citizen, we try to partner with them some. They do an egg hunt for us sometimes, and they do like the kids went trick or treating for Halloween. So we try to partner with them as much as we can now that mask mandates have right. eased on things we're able to get in there and do a little more yeah no, and yeah. so that is a nice thing having them there because i keep thinking there are grandparents over there that need grandkids and i've got kids that need grandparents <laughs> we got to figure out a way to make right. that work okay so we're getting ready to close here a little bit funny story first one that comes to, to mind oh, funny story what is it <laughs> several years ago i had had a little girl and they'd been to church and it was one of the big ball games. It was, I think it was UT and probably Bama. Right, right. You know, and we were talking, and I was, she said something about church, and I was like, How old oh. was this child? She was like three. Uh-oh, get ready and for I'm honesty. Like, honesty You coming. know, how was church and all, and she was like, it was good. And come to find out, she not only told me, but she told the preacher that her dad was not at church because he was home drinking beer watching the ball game. <laughs> so yeah. we definitely... 
We just tell parents, we're like, we won't believe all they say to us if you don't believe all they say because they are going to tell it. (laughs) They're going to say it, yeah. And they do. They tell us everything. Wow. Well, it's incredible uh, what you're doing. Uh, We're talking with Christine Poppendorf with the Community Child Care right here in Hendersonville. Their website is communitychildcarehville.org. Go by there. Check them out on Facebook. Christine, thanks for taking time out of your busy day to come in and visit. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. All right, so that's going to wrap up this segment of The Spotlight. Stick around. We have a whole lot more coming right here, Sumner County Spotlight. Thanks for listening to Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program heard each and every Sunday right here on WHIN. Or you can listen on our podcast page at whinradio.com. If you'd like to become a sponsor of this program, reach out to me, Jeff Shannon, at jeff at whinradio.com. All right, welcome back to Sumner County Spotlight. Hey, with your host, Jeff Shannon. Uh, We have a new guest in the studio, and you've probably heard of her a little bit. I mean, I know her quite well. Uh, It's Kathleen Hawkins with the Hendersonville Chamber of Commerce. Thanks for coming in. Oh, thank you for having me here. It's a pleasure. Well, you know, we've been sitting back all the way up to this year. The calendar year is almost over. Your year goes a little bit longer than that, I guess. But a lot of great things have been happening this year. I mean, some great events. Uh, you got to tell us about some of these things. Yeah, the Hendersonville Chamber has been super busy. Um, our community is continuing to grow. Our businesses are continuing to grow. Um, more and more people are coming here. So it's just been, it's it's kept us very busy. But we've had a lot of amazing events. It's been a while since I've been on the show. Um, I think it's been since the Taste of Hendersonville. But since then, we've had Sumnerfest, Golden Apple. We have had all sorts of events, fun um, community activities for everybody. Well, you know, Freedom Festival this year, I thought was amazingly huge. It's some say it's probably the biggest crowds we've had yes freedom festival was huge we did have we're having a lot of tournaments coming to town and i know you had andy gilly on the other day and he shared with some of the exciting activities bringing people to enjoy and and spend time playing here in our city by the lake so that did help it because there was a tournament in town for the last freedom festival and there's going to be another one this next freedom festival but it was a great event the music was fantastic the vendors were amazing and we raised lots of money to help and support our, our local schools and teachers now, the other big event, uh, Sumnerfest, I thought we were kind of hesitant on because it was rescheduled. Oh, yeah. I almost had a stroke over Sumnerfest. <laughs> yeah. Sumnerfest was was a crazy, um, you know, it's, it's an outdoor balloon festival. So we had over 100 vendors. We had eight hot air balloons. We had a li- lots of activities, live entertainment, the Titans game. It was a lot of fun, but it was weather permitting. So we held out and held our breath. And at the last minute, we were like, you know what? We're going to go for it. And it's going to be rain or shine. It's going to happen. And we lucked out. We got a little bit wet setting up, but none of the guests that came experienced yeah. it, and it was an it was a great great time for all. Yeah, so we had some great entertainment out there, and the crowds uh, really uh, showed up. Yeah, I mean, I, I was I was surprised that you know maybe we wouldn't have as big, but they they really were uh, uh, huge out yeah, there. They were. We parked over eighteen hundred cars, which was which was great. So we parked over eighteen hundred cars. We thanks to our friends at Gallatin Honda, we had a trolley, one of the Music City trolley that came across. They shuttled almost six hundred people back and forth. What's the count? that they gave us I wasn't it was going so fast and so much yeah. was happening I didn't personally count the heads on the trolley but the trolley stayed busy and it went back and forth from Hendersonville High School and just made it an enjoyable evening for everybody so next year for Sumner Fest normally it's in August I know some dates might be hesitant I'm not sh- what we're going to secure for next year what we ha- have not announced the date so okay. there is um, there is a debate and I would love to hear what you think so if you want to reach out to me at the chamber and tell me what your pick of the date would be we normally have it in the beginning of August it's, it's a back to school special it's like a fun local Sumner County event to really celebrate the kids getting back to school to have the cheer teams and the dance teams this last year because of the rain and having to be rescheduled we did move it to October so we are looking
looking at when should when should we have it this next year? You know, do we want to keep it in August? Do we want to move it to September or to October? September, as you know, is the taste of Hendersonville, so we can't change that date. Yeah. But I would love to hear what the the listeners want and what they feel would be best. What's the best way that we can show off our city by the lake and get people to enjoy Sumner Fest, Sumner County's largest festival? That's right. You had one of the chamber members, I guess, was a presenting sponsor or the the main sponsor for for Sumner Fest. Did oh, you yeah. have one? Shell Brothers was there. They did a great job. They had a huge display. They actually had their their own balloon, hot air balloon, and um, it, it was just great. They were they're very good community partners. We're very blessed to have them on our team. Yeah, yeah, and they do things big time. They yeah, don't they do, do it. They don't do it small time. That's, that's for sure. Their logic is go big or go home, and that that's very fitting because Shell Brothers is a local home builder <laughs> that's, that's, right. that's here in town, which is which is a lot of fun. Now, Taste of Hendersonville, and and we had talked about it, but I, I thought this past year was also exceptional. I think people are really enjoying getting out, enjoying the community, and we have so many new people moving into Summer County that need to experience this and learn what goes on here in Summer County, and this is one of the ways to do it. They can sample all these great restaurants and and, and meet other vendors. Yeah, we had about 4,000 people here at the Taste of Hendersonville. I did have to shut down the ticket booths early. Um, Next year, definitely secure your tickets online before the day of the event. We may not always be selling them the day of, Um, but it's a great opportunity for people to come and try local-owned businesses and to be able to taste like our Taste of Hendersonville. Winner was um, Safari's Restaurant, which was a lot of fun. He had like prime rib and mashed potatoes and he had like a full meal. It was really, it was awesome what he was showcasing. Um, But then we also had companies like the very own Edit, which is right next door to you. Um, Mm -hmm. They were there for the very first time, just kind of letting everybody know that they they were here and they were actually sampling sampling some adult beverages. Um, Again, I never made it by that booth, so I can't tell you exactly what they had, (laughs) Um, but people seem to really love it and they're now, they're now here and open. So it's just a great way for us to support local businesses in the community, allow people to have a taste and and try it and sample some of the different things that they may not normally look for or go visit. Um, you know, now now we're encouraging them to go out and look for and seek out those restaurants. Yeah, no, it's it's a great thing to do. And it's a great way just to get out in the community and experience the streets of Indian Lake. I mean, they've got such great shopping here. The stores are filling up now. You know, I think after COVID, it was kind of hurtful for a lot of businesses, especially small businesses. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, that's why it's so important to support small businesses, locally owned small businesses. But, you know, COVID did um, its impact in the retail market. The retail market and the retail industry is changing. And that's what I love about what the Streets of Indian Lakes is focusing on now. So they're, they're really focusing on services. They're really focusing on businesses that, that are more destination type businesses. And I think you're going to be surprised at some of the new businesses you'll see. We just had to move our chamber event space from our old location, which was next to Fleet Feet, across the way to um, a different location, um, closer to the ballet studio and School of Rock. The old Rack and, Room Shoes uh, um, Yes, that there. location. Yep, yep. Yes, absolutely. After their merger happened with, with the other shoe store um, nearby. But anyways, we, we just moved our location there. So you'll be surprised to see what's going into to our old event space. So yeah, it, it a sounds, lot of fun things coming to town. It, it does sound fun. And of course, people like to have fun. You know, mm-hmm. go out and do th- different things. And Hendersonville is, is just growing all the time. Businesses are wanting to come here. They want to, because they know if they come here, they're going to thrive in the 37075. That's our goal. That's our That's goal right. is to help support them as much as we can and, and to keep people not only living here, but we want them we want them working here and we want them playing here too. That's really important. We don't we don't just want to continue to be a bedroom community that everybody comes here and they sleep and then they drive to Nashville to work. We want to make sure that we've got great businesses here in our own backyard and, and people can eat here, they can shop here, they can you know dine here, they can they can have fun here. Throwing this question out, what would you say uh, and this this might be a rough one. 
What's the state of business in Hendersonville? Oh, the state of business in Hendersonville. You know, we've got a lot of great businesses that are flourishing and growing. I mean, it's, it's, we're, I, I just met with somebody the other day that wanted to move a business here and they were looking for about 20,000 square feet of space. And um, I had to refer them to some of our sister cities, which is, which is fine because we partner with our cities all over all the mm-hmm. time. But the state of business is the land is a hot commodity. We don't have space to build and grow a, a lot more places. I mean, there is room for a little bit more development, planned, organized growth of course, um, in the streets of Indian Lakes area. But a lot of our businesses that are looking here, like when there is um, an empty restaurant space or if there's a retail establishment space and there's you know 2,000 or 3,000 square feet, th- those are hot commodities. They're, they're going fast because as Middle Tennessee continues to grow and continues to expand, they're looking at the areas around and they're looking at Hendersonville. So it's it's been a pleasure to work with new businesses. It's been a pleasure to support the existing businesses. You know, one of the campaigns I ran just recently the other day is, is important to buy buy local, B-U-Y local, or we're going to be saying buy, B-Y-E local. <laughs> and you yeah. do want to support those people that invest in our community that invest in us. With the population of the city now, what is that running right now? It's around 60,000. Okay. So yeah. um, we, we grew by over 4,000 people in the last couple of years, in the last 18 months to two years. So and we are continuing to grow. We have 115,000 people in Sumner County alone. And that's why it's important to create events like Freedom Festival and Sumner Fest, because we want to create things that allow those 115,000 people to feel like they have a community, to feel like they have a place that they can call home, not to feel like they have to drive downtown or to Nashville to to be able to experience a good time or visit a great restaurant. Well, I know it's been one of the topics of conversation is we have to keep people here in Sumner County working instead of having to drive downtown and go through all that traffic and everything. I know some jobs that you just have to do it. I know with the amount of businesses that are, that are coming here to Sumner County, that's making some of that happen where people can actually stay stay here instead of having to take a 20, 30, 40 minute hour drive just to go downtown. Yeah, there are our class A office space and class A office space are the higher level executive positions or buildings. Our class A office space is almost at max capacity right now. So so there is a lot of movement, like even the building where the chamber office is currently in for a long time, for years, over the, like the last six to eight years, for years, half the building was empty. It's now at full capacity. Mm. There's nothing else that can go in there. Our parking lot is always full. So um, now that things like that are shifting and and you've got higher level companies looking at other alternatives. You know, that's one of the things that that the pandemic did do. The pandemic created an opportunity where people wanted to be closer to home, where they didn't want to spend an hour in their car, you know, driving to get to their their work destination and then and being that far away from their families. So we really are looking at what land do we have left? What what buildings do we have available? You know, how can we have organized, planned growth that is attracting the type of businesses that we want to attract and, and the employees? And then how can we support that workforce with things like Hendersonville is hiring to have the employees that those businesses need. And you mentioned that, and people might not know, but you created a website, the HendersonvilleIsHiring.com, that local businesses can actually post job openings and things that they need right there on the website. You'd be surprised. I mean, a lot of these businesses have said that they've really pulled people from that website. Well, what's interesting about the Henderson Villas hiring website is it's niche specific. So we do partner with ZipRecruiters, which is the the company that created the algorithm for this website. So we do partner with them for the platform, but it's not like when you're going to 
just zip recruiters or if you're just going to indeed where everybody can apply like I've, when i've posted things sometimes on websites or platforms like indeed i get applications from all across the country and and i'm not wanting to for a lot of our positions for example to pay for relocation fees for somebody to work in membership or work in events or be at the front desk so you spend a lot of time weeding out a lot of candidates that really aren't true applicants mm-hmm. for your company mm-hmm. where the hendersonmillishiring.com website gives people the platform to be able to specifically say i want to know what's available in hendersonville i want to work in hendersonville and there's two different platforms actually jeff there's one on hendersonvillechamber.com or at hendersonvillehiring.com but then there's also a hendersonville is hiring on facebook and what i love for like the hendersonville is hiring on facebook is you get a lot of guerrilla marketing with it you get a lot of people referring other people so if i'm not really looking for a job but my husband has heard me complain about wanting a different job then my husband may see something on that page and may tag me in it or may refer me to it. That happens quite a bit Mm -hmm. with moms and dads with their kids too. So like Brewster's Ice Cream, for example, was just recently advertising on that page. Um, Paul Mitchell is currently advertising on that page. So there's a lot of these local companies that are wanting to hire people and people will tag people that they know in those posts. So um, you will see that if you're looking at Henderson Mill is hiring Facebook, most of the time those are more um, entry level positions. There's a lot of hospitality positions. There's a lot of healthcare positions, like industry level, assisted living, certified nursing assistants, people like that. There's a lot of positions like that more on the Facebook page Mm -hmm. because it's not usually the human resources people don't usually advertise on the Facebook page. Mm -hmm. It's the moms and the the locally owned mom and pop businesses or the smaller businesses where the GM or the president of the company is the one that's advertising the job. They'll go to the Facebook page. The Hendersonville is hiring website page, though, you'll see that people will have a tendency of um, human resources people use that page. They'll mm-hmm. they'll upload full resumes. They like the way the software works. And it's a free, easy opportunity for, for members and non-members to use. I mean, you got to have these resources because I think most businesses, and, and as you know, you go in and you might have to wait a little bit longer because they're shorted. They don't, they cannot find enough people to work. Yes. You need to be patient. Yes. You need to, you definitely need to be patient and you need to understand that a lot of the industries post-COVID have had to shift and make changes and almost all of our local restaurants are hiring right now because there was a big shift in dynamics and that's a whole another conversation Jeff that I can tell mm-hmm. you about later on why that shift <laughs> happened and why there's a workforce shortage yep. but adding on to the fact that there's a lot of great companies coming to Middle Tennessee you know that's going to stay very competitive the market will continue to stay very competitive so I ask people that live in our community if you're shopping or dining at a restaurant or location at the city by the lake I ask you to be patient with those servers and especially during the holiday season love on them a little bit you know show them some love and, and thank them for their service even if it is a little slower. Yeah, indeed. Well, we've been talking to Kathleen Hawkins, President and CEO of the Hendersonville Chamber of Commerce. Hey, and you know what? We're going to continue the conversation. We'll be right back with more of Sumner County Spotlight. Thanks for listening to Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program heard each and every Sunday right here on WHIN. Or you can listen on our podcast page at whinradio.com. If you'd like to become a sponsor of this program, reach out to me, Jeff Shannon, at jeff at whinradio.com. Okay, it's Sunday morning, and we're right here at Sumner County Spotlight with your host, Jeff Shannon. We're going to continue our conversation with Kathleen Hawkins, the president and CEO of the Hendersonville Chamber of Commerce. We had briefly mentioned in the last segment about thriving in the 37075, and this was a campaign you created, uh, what, a couple of years ago? Yeah, a couple of years ago, I think in 2019, we started Thrive 37075 as a way to just remind people that they're, that that supporting local does make a difference. You know, when you shop local, when you support local, when you make a cognizant effort 
to get off the couch or to go to someone's Facebook page, a boutique's Facebook page, and actually look at what they have in their business or on their website, um, you do make a difference in your community. I mean, it, it does it does make an impact. It's a shop local kind of thing, but this camp is this what I've seen advertised? I'm sure this is what you've seen. We've right now okay. we have a shop local campaign where we've partnered with companies like Brown's Florist, who, for example, is going to be at our December luncheon selling Christmas centerpieces. So oh. if you want to stop by Bluegrass Country Club on December 6th and just take a look at some of the centerpieces, we're partnering with them as a way to help support them. They've been around for 50 years, so they are a true diamond and gem in our community, and we need to embrace them. We need to help them. We even have CBD American Shaman, who is also going to be at the December luncheon. So if you're feeling stressed out for the holidays, you might want to have a conversation with them. But that is part of the Shop Local campaign. So, so we've really tried to work with these locally owned businesses to try and create platforms to help advertise them, but also to help give them some extra support. Like Pinspiration in Glenbrook. If you've never been there, Jeff, it is a lot of fun. The local community loves the ability to go do a craft and go do a project. And that's probably the best. An experience is probably one of the best gifts you can give anybody in your family, anybody in your life, even your girlfriends. Like like go to Pinspiration and make it an afternoon. I want to make a blanket on December 14th, I think is the date. They're having a blanket making class. And I want to find my a couple of my best friends and go make a blanket together and, you know, really try and support that business. Because mm-hmm. when you support local businesses, you create a better, unique community identity. It's the local businesses. It's the Browns Florist. It's the Pinspiration. It's the Uncle Classic Barber, even, and Ginger Bean and Mainstream Boutique. It's those businesses that create, that make your community different from every other sister city that you have throughout Middle Tennessee. You know, it's those businesses that make 37075 different. So shopping local really does matter. Oh, it absolutely does. Because you have, you know, you mentioned COVID earlier. You have, when you're shopping local and you're you're supporting those local businesses, it's those local business owners that are the ones that are sponsoring the the T-ball team, the ones that are sponsoring your local school event. It's those local businesses that when when somebody needs support, they they care a little bit more. They they fight a little bit harder. You know, some of the businesses, if you really think out, and I'm you mentioned one earlier, I wasn't going to mention it, but you did mention one that that left um, during the COVID transition during the COVID period, if you really think about some of the businesses that closed their doors and exited, they weren't the local owned businesses. There were some, I'm sure, but most of the local owned brick and mortar businesses rolled up their sleeves and they fought hard and they had their community who supports them fight hard back. The businesses that closed up their doors were large brick and mortar businesses that were franchise businesses Mm. or nationally owned companies that didn't have a local connection to the community. That is a huge difference. And that's, that's, that's what makes our community special and unique. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you do have a, a lot of those people that have grown up in Hendersonville and Sumner County. They have a, a presence here and a lot of people, you know, know them. So they're supporting those businesses greatly. They're, they're going to get that continued support from people that they know because they are local. Absolutely. And, you know, they're the ones that help increase the local tax base. They help create local jobs. They usually re- require lower maintenance and infrastructure needs because they're already here. So they're they're going, they're looking at current brick and mortar businesses. They help fill, like they, they have the dream and then they help fill the shopping center. Like you all know that, that now that the streets of Indian Lakes is almost 95% capacity, that's going to change the energy and the dynamics. And that's going to change the whole synergy within our city because this has kind of become our downtown. This yeah. is our hub. Yeah. And, you know, 
that makes a difference. But it's those local products, and those local products are also almost diversely made. Mm-hmm. They that's what they're, they're different. They have a local feel. Like Edit Next Door, this is a local guy. Henderson Mills is home. You know, he chose a product that was different for him and different for our community because he felt that need and he found he filled the void, which is critical. Yeah. Look, there's tons of businesses here uh, in Hendersonville. There's great support that I'm seeing. I mean, everywhere we go, I mean, it's just incredible how long you have to wait because <laughs> the crowds are coming out even during the week. Yeah, well, so, it's, don't don't stress people out. Well, We're not that crowded here. I mean, I've, I've been to Miami and I've been to Atlanta, yeah, well, so this is this is not point. that bad. Um, <laughs> the traffic is not that bad. I, you know, that's I have to I have to defend that um, every day. But yes, there has been growth. People are seeing that Middle Tennessee is a hot commodity. Yeah. Um, Tennessee is a hot commodity. There's lots of lots of growth happening throughout Tennessee. You know, and yes, you've all heard the people moving from California to come here. So we do need to we need to embrace that. We need to, we can't stop it. There's nothing we're going to be able to do to stop it. Mm-hmm. So we need to embrace it and we need to make sure that we do it, like I said, planned and organized and, and strategically. And we all need to work together. I love the fact that the city of Hendersonville is now working more with the chamber. I love the fact that we're working more with organizations like Forward Sumner. I love the fact that we understand by by partnering and sistering with Gallatin and, and Goodlitzville and, and all working together, we just make, create a stronger, more vibrant community for everybody that's involved. Well, even, even Facebook is a chamber member. So they, they see the importance of being involved in the community. Actually, Meta is a chamber member. That is correct. <laughs> I was Shannon. just testing you just to see if you were going to pick up on that, by the way. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, partnering together is, is critical for, for all businesses. Like I just talked to a company, Chiropractical Mobile Wellness is a traveling chiropractor that's going out to businesses. And he sees the benefit of strengthening our community. So one of the things that he was talking to with another business was how you talk about employment, you talk about job force needs in the in the importance of creating that structure and that stability so he was talking about how does he partner with human resource companies where he can do chiropractic care complimentary right now they're offering something complimentary to all the business to mm. all the employees of that company like the like it's partnering together i can't emphasize that enough that creates a thrive 37075 feel mm-hmm. and and that's what we're trying to do we the chamber wants to be the catalyst to connect people together and to introduce people to one another and to really help people understand that when you grow together you prosper together and that's how we can thrive our city and, and of course the chamber has the resources so and and speaking of that tell us about this visit hendersonville app oh that's awesome i'm that so glad is, you mentioned that's amazing that. I, I would have hated to have forgotten to talk about that all the visit hendersonville app will help you discover all the places that you need to explore to dine to shop it's available on apple and android all you have to do is look up visit hendersonville if you go to the app it is it is so cool so we're we will be advertising this at the parks we will be advertising this at the hotels this is all launching in the month of december and there are coupons on there right now for some of the great shop local businesses mm. that I've mentioned already and, and some more. But you can actually click on it and you can make a connection where you can say, hey, Jeff, I, let's go to dinner and we could go look at the app and we can we can plan a trip. We can plan an excursion. We can plan a family outing. Um, you know, maybe we're going to go to Texas Roadhouse for dinner and then we're going to go over to Pinspiration immediately after that and do a craft there together. So it's a great new tool that we're hoping will help our businesses advertise a little bit more. And it's also free if you're if you're a 
chamber member, you're on a minimal cost for a non-chamber member that's located in our community. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a free opportunity. But more importantly, with all of the tournaments, with all of the players, with all of the fishing things that happen here, we want to make it easier for people to know what they can do right here in their community, where they can stay, where they can shop, and where they can have fun, and what services they can use, sure. especially now, if they're new. Yeah, so if they're a chamber member... Mm-hmm. They can jump on this app. They can be oh, listed on there. It's automatically. If, yeah. if you're a chamber member, you're already on it. You just okay. may not have known about it yet. So go and make sure you have all the information there because there are some restaurants like Moby Dickies who just became a, a new member. They were members before and now they're back and we're so excited about that. Um, they need to fill in their menu there. But there's there's some things that you could probably add. But your photo will be there, a description, your menu, a coupon, like whatever. And that's complimentary. And a, f- a phone um, link too. And a phone link, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And again, they can map it out. They can actually see how far they are away from if they're staying at the Hampton Inn, how far your restaurant is from the Hampton oh, Inn. And not not just restaurants. Like I just recently had to hire a carpet cleaner and a painter and I used our app to, to quickly find out who those people were. So everybody, whether you're visiting here or you're living here, download Visit Hendersonville, get it on your phone, start using these people, know who's in your community. Sure. I mean, just looking at it is very easy to do and it's just packed full of information. So I mean, if you happen to be looking for a dentist, there it is. Type You can type that, in dentist that's, or dental. That's amazing. Absolutely, it'll come right up. Yep. No, I think it's a great tool because that's where everybody's living now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they got to have that phone in their face. Yep, absolutely. You know? But if it's going to be in your face, have a lot of information in it that you can actually use. Okay, so, uh, well, that's great. You're doing great things. So what do you see uh, coming up on this next year as we go into uh, 2023? Kind of hard to believe that, but we're going into 2023. It's looking challenging but it's looking promising. What I see, if it's looking challenging, I'd really like to have a conversation with you and explore that a little bit more. So mm-hmm. I know that if you are you know, not in business, but you're you're working for an, another company or you're maybe retired or or even self-employed, that you know inflation and, and some of those things may be having a great financial impact on you or, or creating more concerns for you. If you're in business and you're seeing that you're having a challenge, I, want to, I definitely want to have a conversation with you because I'm talking to a lot of businesses that are doing extremely well right mm-hmm. now. We just had a a success in 60 class that I taught the other day on how to really go end the year strong, go into 2023 strong, and the steps and the tools and the tips that you would actually have to take to to make that happen. I I don't know if you realize this, but I used to teach marketing and business courses on a university level for for many years. So we try and implement that, that education and support into everything we do as a chamber. I think going into 2023 as a community, we're, we're at a great point. We're primed and, and ready to really make some amazing things happen as a community, as a city. We've got, like I said, a lot of awesome new businesses that are debuting that you'll see. I know right now, just around me, there are probably six different awesome businesses that are in planning that that will be opening up in the beginning of the new year mm-hmm. um, and then we still have costco coming to town you know we still have music city studios is yeah, still coming to town okay. i just talked to them the other day they Good. are absolutely breaking ground so exciting in in, in the first quarter of 2023 the economy and a lot of supply chain issues kind of held that up a little bit and they wanted to finish their atlanta location before they came here but they are they're revving and moving forward meta that you mentioned earlier is doing great things and they're moving forward at the gallatin data center so um, it, it's an exciting time to call Hendersonville home. Right. 
Well, I mean, there's just there's so much here. And then we know over the years and the history of Hendersonville why people wanted to come out here. Of course, the lake is one of the drawing cards. I know that as the chamber, you kind of utilize that vision of the city by the lake because that's really what it is. And it attracts people and they want to be here. But the fact you have these resources that they can now tap into, especially with this new app, I mean, it's incredible. With the resources that, that even you offer, you know, teaching these classes, people probably really haven't heard you speak totally yet. I mean, to your full impact on what you can do. But the fact that you, you started doing these, these classes, I think, is essential because people need that kind of information. They get locked in tunnel vision. You I know will, what I mean? And, and that's what happens. It's, it's helping them think outside the box and, and remove the emotional attachment that comes with running a business, especially if you're a solopreneur. It's really important to detach the emotions and make sound financial business decisions with, with what you're doing and, and strategic decisions with what you're doing to truly have a plan. And everybody that's out there that's listening right now, if you're in business, I, I say, like, really make sure that you take a look at what do you want to accomplish in 2023? How are you going to accomplish it? What's your goal poster? What's your vision board? Do you even have a business plan? Because most people don't. And that's what we're spending a lot of time teaching. But I do want to also remind you, Jeff, that we do have even an individual membership for the chamber. So you oh, don't okay. have to be a business to be with a member of the chamber or to use the Visit Hendersonville app or to take to come to our Christmas luncheon on December 6th with TPAC. I mean, TPAC's coming out. They're doing a live performance at our Christmas luncheon and our holiday luncheon. And if you just want to just be part of the community and you just want to know people and get involved and, and you know, be here with us you can absolutely do that it's eighty dollars a year which is um not a huge investment but the contacts you're going to make are just incredible absolutely and anybody that's listening that is new to the area i would i would encourage you to to make that investment because every time we send out a newsletter you'll get that information every time we have community-wide events you'll get that information and even if they are business events even if they are like meta's doing a class in january for us that's free for members even if even if you're just wanting to be in that class you can do that and um, it's an individual membership. So we just want to connect with the community. Oh, absolutely. And it's it's a great resource for you. So if you're listening to that, hendersonvillechamber.com. All the information is there. And of course, visit Hendersonville, the app. That's what we got to, you know, parentheses, the app, and you're going to get that. So we've been talking with Kathleen Hawkins, president and CEO of the Hendersonville Chamber of Commerce. Well, I know you're busy, so get back to work. I'm going. Thanks so much. All right. Hey, that's going to wrap it up for this segment of Sumner County Spotlight. We'll check you again next week. This is Jeff Shannon. Hey, don't forget to join us next week for more of Sumner County Spotlight. Sumner County Spotlight will return next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Thanks for listening.